Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We've been talking a lot about air quality rolling into the 4th of July holiday weekend. And, of course, summer can be just a terrible time in general for air quality in the Salt Lake area. And that's why businesses and community groups alike are joining the 13th annual Clear the Air Challenge. And to help us break that down, give us some insight on that, Derek Miller is the president and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber and Downtown Alliance. Derek, thanks for joining us. Always good to be with you, boy. All right, so let's dive in. Uh, so give us the, the lowdown. What is the challenge, 13th Annual Clear the Air Challenge? Well, as you said, this is the 13th year we've been doing it, and it is a month, the month of July, where we focus our attention on what we can do to be part of the solution of helping improve our air quality. You know, there, there are three important things for all of us to remember The first one is that air quality is something that we all care about. We all breathe the air. We all want to have good quality air. The second thing that we need to remember is that we all contribute to our air quality. We're all, uh, regardless of what we're doing, contributing to emissions. And uh, the third and most important thing is just because we care about it and just because we, uh, we contribute to it, it also means that we each have a responsibility. And the good news is there are some pretty simple things we can do to help make our air quality better. Yeah, so let's dive into that. We're always talking about uh, what can we do today to make a difference. Uh, as you mentioned, we, we all breathe it. We're we're all part of the problem, so we can all be part of the solution uh, in terms of that. And so what are some of the things that we can be doing, especially here in the month of July, uh, to be part of making a difference? Well, specifically, the Clear the Air Challenge is focused on um, – learning some new behaviors, maybe changing uh, some, some bad habits, specifically as it relates to how we get around, whether that's going to work, whether that's going to the grocery store, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We know that over 50% of our emissions come out of car tailpipes. So everything we can do to reduce that, especially along the Wasatch Front, is where we, we see most of those tailpipes is important. And so Uh, What I love about this challenge and what it does for me personally is it gets me out of sort of my regular daily habit of hopping into my car. It it gives me an opportunity to ask myself, hey, is there a better way to do this today? Could I telework? Could I trip chain? Could I use public transit? My personal favorite, could I ride my bike to work? And on a beautiful day like today, walking and riding a bike is a great option. 
Oh, that's fantastic. And uh, as you look at that over the course of the last 13 years, as you've gone through this challenge, uh, have we seen anything in terms of the outcomes, the difference that it makes? And again, even if it's just shaking up that routine, which I love, uh, or, or having an actual impact in terms of uh, our pollution levels. Yeah, one of the really cool things about the challenge is that when people sign up at cleartheairchallenge.org, or of course they can just type into the search, their favorite search engine, Clear the Air Challenge, is when you do that um, and you're able to put in your own personal information, for example, I this morning when I got to work, I put in that I'd ridden my bike to work instead of driving, and it actually shows me in real time the impact that I've had, the impact that I had in saving the emissions that shows me impact that I have in saving money, uh, gas prices, of course, that amount is going up and up. So every time we don't get in our car, we're saving money. And then it also shows me uh, what I'm doing um, to help clear the air collectively. So you asked this question about over the last th- 13 years, uh, during that period of time, just through the clear the air challenge, we've been able to document over 1.2 million trips, saved, 17 million miles not driven, and reducing emissions by more than 5,000 tons. So that's just in the last 13 years. And as I said, it demonstrates not only what I'm doing individually, but we're all what we're all doing collectively. I love that. And I love that on the cleartheairchallenge.org website that not only can you sign up and, and record what you've done, but you can also challenge your friends and coworkers, other businesses to participate as well. Yeah, this is sort of one of those fun things about it where we inject a little bit of competition uh, into uh, into the process. And a little bit of competition is always, always good and always fun. So you can go and you can do it individually or you can be part of a team. So we have a team here at the Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce where we compete uh, with each other. But we also have a, a team where we're out there competing against other organizations. So you can do it by yourself. You can form a team. You can challenge your coworkers, your friends, your family members to participate along with you. Uh, fantastic. Derek Miller is the president and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber and Downtown Alliance. So this is one we can all engage on during the month of July. Cleartheairchallenge.org. Uh, I never would have thought that we'd get a, we can do play-by-play now, Derek, of the competitive Clear the Air uh, opportunity here in the state of Utah. That's great stuff. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, happy fourth to you, boy. Thank you. All right, again, that's Derek Miller from the Chamber of Commerce. we got breaking news. Lindsay Ayrts in studio. Yeah, Boyd, we've got to bring you some latest on the Utah Jazz. This is a big deal when it comes to the Utah Jazz. ESPN is reporting that Rudy Gobert has been traded to Minnesota. Uh, ESPN is reporting that the Timberwolves are sending Malik Beasley, Patrick Beaverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and multiple first-round picks in exchange for Gobert, also Leonardo Bomaro is in the deal to the Jazz. So that is the latest coming from ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski that Rudy Gobert has been traded from the Utah Jazz. Wow, that is a significant move. Uh, there is a major shift, and I think it also reflects the the changes that we've seen in the front office of the Utah Jazz as well as on the bench. Uh, and this is a uh, a real game changer. You look at the number of players coming across there. 
uh, from Minnesota to the Jazz. Uh, Gobert, obviously the Timberwolves feel like they can build around him as part of their franchise future. Uh, any other insight coming out of the Jazz organization in terms of what they're excited about in terms of this trade? Well, we're not seeing anything from the Jazz yet. A lot of these times ESPN gets a scoop on these things and they release the news first and then the Jazz confirm it later on. So Adrian Wojnarowski with ESPN is not usually wrong. <laughs> That's right. And so we have our KSL Sports team working on this, so we'll have more information coming up this afternoon. Awesome. Stick with us. We're going to stay with that all afternoon. That is a big breaking news development coming uh, out of the Utah Jazz. And if Wojo is uh, making the call, I'm uh, guessing it's a done deal. He is the ultimate inside source when it comes to the NBA. Lindsay Ertz, our inside source here in studio. Thanks for joining us. We're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, former governor of the state of Utah, former secretary of Health and Human Services, and now president of the Tabernacle Choir, Mike Levitt, is going to join us on the line. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.